Hey, Ken. <laughs> we just we just suffered a pretty deep loss um, on a technological way. Our, our baby. <laughs> we recorded our, a pretty pristine our t- uh, twenty-five minutes baby. <laughs> we we, uh, we created a, a, a pretty good podcast, um, and then it just in the midst of us recording, just the whole thing shut down, and it wasn't there anymore. But that does not change. That we're just doing it again. Yeah, we're going to do and it. And honestly, I think this time, Ken thinks it's going to be worse. I think it's going to be better. I didn't say it would be worse. You said it was your nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's my nightmare, yeah. Well, we just said all this stuff. I know, I know. Well, we didn't say this, but this is all fresh. We actually <laughs> did this the first time, too. It didn't make any sense. We hadn't lost it's it. Been, yeah, it's been decades of us losing things. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, speaking of Perry Gilpin. Four degrees. So, Kendra, I noticed something last episode. What'd you notice? It's something I never noticed before with you, too, which seems surprising because you're always talking about them. But when we were talking about boy bands, Mm -hmm. you mentioned, uh, you kept saying NSYNC instead of NSYNC. And everyone, I've only heard it as NSYNC and I say NSYNC, not that I say it a lot. But I was like, I looked at the, I like looked it up and I was like, oh, it's like a big N and then sync. I was like, should we all be saying N sync? What do you think? I say it because I just have no previous knowledge. I like should have listened to N sync. You were a Backstreet gal. No, I just wasn't. I wasn't part of the, I I was listening to Vivaldi as I've mentioned probably. You were a 98 degree. Sorry, what? 98 degrees. No. Nick Lachey. Oh, uh, no, I wasn't. I was none of them. I was just a person who listened to NPR. <laughs> oh, my God. You were, you were born 58. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, no, when I, when I got my license mm-hmm. at 17 or 16, that's when I first, the first time I found out there was pop radio. <laughs> yeah, before that, you were listening to like... Just news. News and then any sort news of... and Terry Gross. <laughs> so esoteric music that your brother fed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, listen, to this this will change your life. And you're like, I'm three, and he's like, I don't care. He had like a cigarette in his mouth, and he was nine. Like, what's going on? Yeah, that's exactly. I also right. had an eye patch, and well, the way I'm like picturing it, but that's not true. There's a lot. Has, yeah, there's a lot of parts. Two eyes that two work. Eyes, yeah. Um, where did we? Uh, what did we watch this week? So we watched Shrill. Um, it is a Hulu original. Um, I know because when they do the little intro thing, I always think I'm about to be watching an episode of The Runaways. Oh, yeah, that's your... They're like, yep. boom, 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 boom. I'm like, The Runaways? <laughs> Turns out they use it for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we watched Shrill. It's six episodes, 30 minutes. A.D. Bryant is the main... Um, the star Mm -hmm. um and we also it's based off of loosely based off of um lindy west's memoir shrill right which i read which you read a while ago a long time ago so uh coming how long ago i think i was in new york but so probably like two and a half years ago couldn't be that long then i mean you just got here yeah but it was like uh, it was back when i used to read books on the subway (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what a decade ago. Yeah, no, it's just... So we were talking about this in the episode we just uh, recorded and then lost forever. Um, is this... Um, <laughs> this is... People have talked about whether or not it's based on the book Shrill or more on just Lindy's life. And you said, actually, Shrill does talk about this part, part in her life and yeah. all that and stuff. And the memoir is kind of like short stories, a lot of them based off of essays that she wrote. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's you're reading some of her essays and then um, some of her, like, kind of like what happened, what was containing that, like, what's the analysis around the book, I think the things that were happening was in like the early 2000s. Right. And the, the show is modern day set. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because there is like some real parts that feel very different. Um, so should we explain A.D. Bryant a little? Let's explain her. What did, what is, Kendra, what is A.D. Bryant? She's from SNL. She's from SNL. Um, and she's a great comedian. Yeah. An actor. Actually, yeah, I was listening to... People were saying this is the first time they've seen her, and then someone responded to that saying they thought that she was great in uh, The Big Sick. And I forgot she plays uh, one of Kumail's uh, friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the comedy scene. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a great... I mean, it's a small character, but it's 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 great. Her and um, Bo Burnham mm-hmm. are sort of like like the cool kids in a I way. I don't remember that. Yeah, well, it's a smaller part, like, she was great in that, yeah. but, I mean, it's that, and then it's SNL, and um, you, you see her on this, and you're like, um, she should move on from SNL. <laughs> like, they, she does great on SNL, and she's really a lot of fun. So, but is like, she still a cast member? She is, yeah. Interesting. Um, and, and, in fact, I think this was six episodes because of her SNL schedule. Mm-hmm. So, they had to make this six, because people complained. you got to do LA, you got to do New York. Yeah, the whole thing. LA and New York, oh, that's not that's easy. Oh, that's across the whole country. Yeah, I'm not sure if you know, and there's she, a lot of states in between. And she only travels by boat. So, <laughs> she has to go through the Panama, Panama Canal. It's a whole thing. She loves boats. Mm. Um, I made that up. Uh, so, yeah. So, but I think there's going to be, there's definitely going to be more episodes. I think people complain that this was short, six episodes. I have but to say, I kind of loved it. It's it was a like perfect, a, it was like a little yeah, sorbet snack. Perfect little arc in there. Mm-hmm. And that's, we talked about this and, and before. <laughs> Don't stop mentioning our past episode. <laughs> that, the past episode is dead 30 now. minutes this ago, is... <laughs> we had this discussion. Um, no, where, um, you were just bringing up how you wondered about the, the first episode you didn't love. I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but stop me if I say anything <laughs> wrong. Because you were just wondering, because in the first episode, so she's so sort of stepped on and put upon, and she doesn't she doesn't really have a voice yet in a way. Like, she's just sort mm-hmm. of, you see her being sort of, you, I mean, they're setting up a character that's sort of marginalized and sort of used by this guy she's hooking up with, by, uh, she's not really seen as a with any value by her, her boss and her job. Mm-hmm. And her parents, um, she's sort of, it's like I don't know, sort of taking a little for bit granted. like and like a a bit infantile, like, infantile, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Lies. And, <laughs> I don't but know but how to say that they word. do establish early on that she's a very sweet person and mm-hmm. she's very nice, and I think it's very important um, because I think what we're supposed to see throughout the show is this person sort of start to take on a voice and take on agency and take on all that and start to push back against these these forces, right? And you see how that can affect a person that is ultimately a good person and um, very like nice and, and and has a good you know head on their shoulders. But when they try and get out from their normal pace or their normal sort of where they where they are, they 
you know, at, towards the end, you can start to see how uh, maybe she starts to take some of the people in her life that were that maybe of, always saw her, always saw her for as a great, like her very supportive person. roommate, um, her like best friend at work, like these people that like are there for her all the time, and she starts to kind of take them for granted as she's sort of mm-hmm. putting herself in uh, hopefully like a better position for her. Um, it does a good job of showing that. Like, it, it, this isn't this is a flawed person, but yeah, we're supposed to be rooting for her, but. She's not. It's not like a, everything's got yeah. done completely right and all that. I also think I think it's very interesting that the show that is common in actually a lot of the shows that we talk about is it's like a coming of age element, but just where um, at some point when you're the main character, mm-hmm. the main character can get like selfish at one yep. point, and I think it's interesting. In this, it actually, like, I completely, it did not bother me. And there's actually something I really, really appreciate about having more, um, I don't even like the word selfish, but, like, selfish female characters. Because it's like, dear lord, we've gone long enough without a selfish female character. Or of all of them being villainized, you know right. what I mean? Yep. Where it's just like, oh. But, like, in reality... When you're living places, doing things, there are times when you need to be selfish to get what is needed for you. Right. And I think what's tough about this is she, um, her character needs to be selfish in many scenarios in her life. You know what I mean? With her career, right. she needs to stand up for herself and be like, I will not let give you anything unless you give me what I deserve. Mm-hmm. Which is not, once again, is not selfish, but is like it's it's uh, it's claiming right. what you deserve. But I, 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 if you're that type of person that sort of puts yourself, you know, second a lot of times, yeah. when you try and bring that out or, or change that, it can get kind of mixed with a lot of other things. And mm-hmm. so there's uh, you know a couple a couple instances where she's not really listening to. Uh, her friend, uh, or mm-hmm. she um, totally um, bails bails on on another uh, like planned mm-hmm. event. With Can I friend. say that made zero sense to me? So she bails on this guy yeah. who, like, it seems clearly likes her. It seems like isn't having a great time with his wife. And do you think so? Yeah. Okay. And I just think that that's. <laughs> I think I thought that they were just trying. I to... felt it was unrealistic as to. I, the whole time, was like, she's forgetting about plans with that guy. Yes. <laughs> like, the whole time it was happening, I was like, oh, maybe they picked a different date, which is insane. Like, yeah. well, I, I'm like pla- I'm like checking her planner for yeah. her, being like, did you say tonight or did you say Thursday? <laughs> I mean, I know that it seems, it seems hard to just totally forget about something, mm-hmm. which is what happens in this case. Well, also cell phones. Because I she, think doesn't, the other thing. she doesn't remember like in the middle of the night and is like, oh, like she has to be reminded the next day. Right. When he's like, oh, I went to that thing alone. The one thing I did like about that though is they were going to she immediately is like, I'm a shit. I'm so sorry. I had a lot of going on, but I sh- like, I shouldn't have done that. And he is like, it's all good. It, it, was, it was pretty fun. I think that's how friends actually are. I think if you're too. like actually friends, like, Honestly, if I, if like, so it would only happen this way. If you bailed on me, right? And I went to something and you didn't show up. And then like the next day I, you were like, hey, Ken. And I was like, hey, you didn't come to that thing. And you were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Immediately, like, I'd be like, I can't be angry anymore. And that in turn would drive me fucking nuts. That's when I would get really angry. I'm like, oh, okay. Right off the hook with, for you. Great. And then I would still No, I think off. that's the same for me. But I think that that's actually... I, you're so right. That is something that is super realistic with friends. But a lot of times in shows and right, movies, they don't, they're like, 
how could you leave me I'm not talking, at the yeah. horse dressage, <laughs> the, the mini horse event alone? But like, it sound like fun. Um, I just think that this show was also built before texting was as big of a thing. <laughs> because none of these things, it was just like, oh yeah, I saw all your texts and I didn't check them. It's like, just read the text. He did text her, right? He texted her being like, where what are happened? you? Why couldn't so, she see so it when though? When she woke up in the morning, she was like, and then her boss wrote a mean article about her. Right. Yep. She assumed that that's what it, it was about, but didn't bother reading them, which makes absolutely zero oh, sense. Yeah, yeah. If you were yeah. someone and you were like, my boss wrote a really mean thing about me, I better check what my right. coworker friend told me yeah. about it. <laughs> like yep. That would be first things first. Yep. Um, would be like, ooh, I can't wait to see what juicy wow, shit they wrote. Wow, look at Kennedy really poking holes in this uh, show. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that makes sense in 2000s and which makes well, less sense in 2019 when your phone is inside of your own body right um <laughs> by the way we should say the boss wrote an article in reaction to her article which she wrote after attending a pool party which is probably it's the it's the episode that most people are talking about it's episode uh, people, four episode four from people, what we remember people yeah four, remember, <laughs> based on our memory so it's probably episode five it actually doesn't exist um and um could be episode five actually Oh, really? No, because of the whole... Maybe. Okay, yeah. sure. Uh, episode four or five. Um, she <laughs> a party and people... And it's really being... It's the episode that people are really talking about mm-hmm. a lot. Um, where she attends a... What, what do they refer to it as? I don't know. Uh, it's like a big girl's... Big girl? Like, are they oh, called God. big girls? Though? I don't know. No, I, I. That's why I paused and I let you jump into that. I no. said it right the first podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> we had no problems in with the that. Crash now. Um, it's because I took the lead on the intro to it, and now a, you like you fumbled it. It's now a cool I party am. for for bigger women and women that might feel self conscious about going to uh, a, just a, another pool party, or whatever. And I, and I I guess it's a it's something that has been happening for a while. Like there's been these sort of little mini societies that are like put these things together to have like a safe space for themselves, which is pretty great. I had no idea they existed. This product to my attention, not that I need to know they exist, but I just think it sounds great. Um, but so she wrote an article after that kind of just talking about her life as a, as a fat person, you know, mm-hmm. and what that means and how she's sort of treated and all of that. And um, she ends up posting it late at night without routing it through an editor or her boss. Uh, Which, once again, as I said it, I think in real life it'd be routed through an editor who is just a chill right. dude. And we, have we said that her, the editor is based on Dan Savage, who was... We did in our first <laughs> In the first oh yeah. Which is uh, Lindy West, um, the writer of the book Shrill, uh, which we had mentioned, I think, because now everything's getting... <laughs> crisscrossed um she had worked with dan savage so this is supposedly like based on the book in the book shrill she yeah and she, they worked at like he was the boss at like an alternative paper and she really looked up to him she looked up so in the book is she is does she write something that's sort of a takedown of him or is it more no, just no, no, like this is, is how he was and oh in the book because no you know, it's actually really interesting so they're still friendly okay I think. yep and it's more that I'll be curious how it ends up in this show, but I'm pretty sure he did, through the book, offer an apology at some point. Being like, a couple years later, being like, I don't I don't think I fully understood. I think we can see that in the works in the show. It, it, I don't think it's all there, and I think for the most part we're considering him maybe not a villain, but 
you know as villain a foil. As, as villain as you need in a show like yeah. this. Like you don't need a deep, deep villain. And and you know, back to the name of the book, I it, it it's people were saying that it's called shrill, but they don't understand why. And I think the point is, is like some of his reactions to her, even just like you had mentioned earlier, asking for what she deserves there. And like sort of, even after writing um, like this first article, it gets all this attention and she's still sort of like not respected there at Mm -hmm. all uh, by this person. And I think that that that's, that's sort of the shrill is almost like, like almost like his like almost like what his view of her yeah. would be or what, or, or what other what, what other, other men, men right. are thinking it's like you like i i gave you a job like you're right. welcome you know like it's very yeah um but so she writes this article then he she posts it and then he writes a response article yeah um which basically i mean i, I think it's an older take like that's that's i think right the real that's thing. so that's what you're that's saying that's where i'm like it's a very like I think I'm sure that it still exists a ton on the internet. Yeah. But the way he was saying it, it made him feel like he was really... What was the gist of that? Because the only thing I'm remembering now is that um, people that are out of shape, overweight, are um, a burden to society because of insurance costs? That's what. That's, is that like what we hear? Is there anything that, else he brings up? I, no, I think it's a whole thing. I mean, it's really just like really messed up right. i also think it's, it's really important to be like he is trying to be like i'm this liberal dude right. and she knows this and yep. he's like i'm the cool dude i've always been doing this cool edgy stuff and then she's like kind of says something that's against his opinions and he reverts back to something that feels very like what his version of edgy is just like totally outside of what feels um do you know what i mean right. like it's yeah. a very reactionary uh thought about it and i just think it's um it's just interesting because it's like uh, he's supposed to be running this new age thing and there's even elements of like he's kind of saying like i'm the one who's i'm the punk rock person here and she's like i kind of an element of like i'm not sure you know what punk rock is right yeah (laughs) like like just not knowing what's what is it's it's part of the problem when people get to a point where they they think that like they're like, okay, I'm at the most woke I can be, and I have all the answers with how everyone should feel. And honestly, like it's it's it kind of speaks to a lot of the rage that certain, you know, and I think the most part we could just put it on, you know, white liberals, but we'll say white male liberals when they're told that they're not getting something quite right or they're being way off about certain aspects, like when they're trying, like when they're like, they just don't get certain things. Mm-hmm. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm liberal. I get it. Yeah. And there's like, there's a reaction to that, that, I mean, honestly, I understand very well because I felt it before. Like I, there's definitely times where things come up and I'm like, well, wait a minute, like, come on. And then I have to kind of step back and be like, well, why am I getting angry about that? Right. And it's the fact is it's just rage inside me at all times. <laughs> but when I deal with that, I, it's, a, it's always interesting to kind of like, just like take a step back and like, not be reactionary and just sort of think, okay, what's where's this person coming from? And from his point of view, honestly, his reaction should be like, hey, sit down. Um, very thoughtful article. Um, you post anything without putting it through the editor or me again, you'll be fired. But honestly, you're doing great work. Like, where do you what do you want to do with this? Like, let's let's figure out what you want to do here. Right. Like, I I have a star on my hands. Like, I could he could use her in a way that's beneficial to both of them. Let's let. What do we need to do? And that's obviously not his reaction. His reaction is to publicly sort of shame his own employee. Yeah. And um, it it's 
I don't know if this, that actually happened in real life or this is yeah. just... Oh, okay. So that's why he apologized. It wasn't like something... Yes. Okay. No, uh-huh. that was... He wrote an article in About... rebuttal to her article that she wrote. Got it. So it's, it's, so it, it really is... So it's very public. It really is close to the story. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> no, I, I didn't... Yeah. I, I, I thought you were lying the entire time, Kendra. <laughs> yeah, just being shrill over here. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I really, really enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, let's do a quick break. A quick break. So, Kendra, um, one thing I wanted to ask you about this show yeah. is, uh, what did you think of her sweet boyfriend? <laughs> the boyfriend in this is the villain, actually. I was wrong to say there is no villain in this. I um, It was hard to watch for me. I, was it I, hard for you to watch? It was hard to watch in a way because I was wondering how you were thinking about when you were watching. <laughs> well, so in a lot of ways, you've 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 taught me how to react to um, mediocre men. <laughs> I mean, I've put in some work myself, but um, just look in a mirror. Anyway, uh, no, no, I, but I was watching it and I was like. Oh, okay. And then, and honestly, I watched it with a couple friends, um, and we watched the first four together. And you, you kind of, you, you feel him sort of hang around because in the the first time we're introduced to him, he's like they just had sex, the worst. And he's like, "Can you please?" Um, and a lot of other things are said, but can you can you please leave out the back door? And you see her; she has to leave out the back door of his apartment so that and climb over a fence and climb over a fence. And one thing that was brought up in. Um, uh, one of my favorite shows, mm-hmm. uh, NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. They discussed oh, wow. this. And I believe it was uh, Linda Holmes, one of my faves, who brought up, she came around to the fact that she didn't really like like him, don't get me wrong, because they were talking about how he's almost like, I don't know if they brought this up, but someone else brought up, like, almost, he's almost like a horror movie character, mm-hmm. and that like he's the perfect amount of like, Good to just like hang around and just like ruin her life right. and drain her of her essence yes. because he will, he's like seems sweet enough and mm-hmm. he actually is really well, into he, her on one level. And he peppers in, I think what is very impressive yep. about this is you need something good every however long. And so every once in a while he drops something that's nice. Yep. And he just drops it once, just. As infrequently as possibly needed to not be broken. But up even with. those nice things end up being the seeds nice. of, of of not nice of of like more right. further discontent like between the two of them no. because he just does he's unable to understand anything that she needs. Yeah. Or anything that he should be for her. Right. But no, I was gonna it, say from the beginning when he leaves, Linda Holmes was just saying she came to think. It's less that we're meant to think early on that this guy is just a total shitbird, right? Mm-hmm. And is embarrassed to be sleeping with her. And by the end, we're, we're actually we, what we see is that he's just not an adult, right? And he's stunted, and he doesn't want to bring her up because he doesn't know how to play that, how to introduce, and he doesn't someone, know how to introduce to someone to human. another human being, which isn't better. No, it isn't because it almost is worse and more insidious because the other person you're like, oh, you're just a really bad person, whereas he is just like a horrible boyfriend. And like a not a full person, yeah. Like it's like worse because he's like can like weasel his way in there more. Yes. Because like you said, he keeps doing like so. He'll like just when you think he's gone, he'll be like he'll he'll just do one little nice thing that's medium okay. And and 
the way the show does it, I don't think... I'm glad they don't, like, lean on this. But I think part of her... Part of what it is is, like, she's found someone that is actually, like, is, like, into her, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that... I don't know, but, like, she's, like, he's, like, very much into her on some level. And she's so insecure, and that's been shown throughout, like, the entirety of, like, the six-episode run, that... It's just hard to for people to say goodbye to yeah. that. And that's just not like that's not a it's a pretty common thing. Right. When people are in a relationship with somebody that's like really into them and just doesn't know how to like do it, you're just like, Okay, well Yeah, like it's still like, this is Am fine. I gonna find someone better than this? Yeah. And the answer is like probably not, but you have to move on. <laughs> yeah. For yourself. You don't yeah. be defined by relationships. Move on and be lonely and sad. <laughs> um <laughs> no, but like honestly it, they do a good job with that, but I, I do. I think I would have. I, I don't want the show to be them. So like this six episode run where he's kind of hung around. If like they they do like ten more, say in the second season, they have more time. By episode two, I would love it if he's just sort of jettisoned. Yeah. You know, he's just sort of and and, and maybe I actually kind of like the character in a way. If he hangs around as sort of like a friend and like can kind of like be goofy. Yeah, I like that actor. No, that I, would be fun. If we don't have to hate him, he'd no, be good. No, it, and it's tough because he also, I think, there is an element um, in a lot of things with maybe men who haven't, like, like she's a very, very successful woman mm-hmm. who is, like, starting a writing career that is off to an amazing start. He just has a bunch of, like, it just feels like something that is great to avoid. And it's like there should be lessons <laughs> in like, maybe that's what's perfect about this show. But I do fear that some people do watch shows like this and they're like, oh, he's really funny. I really, yeah. I haven't Because even... I, I think that is like a common, um, he is, he's funny. Uh, he's not any sweet just as rarely as he needs to be. And it's like, uh, God, I've been there, but like that doesn't make up for the fact that yeah, I mean, he's just I not an seen adult, that. and yeah. like, and I think that that's the thing is like, um, sometimes, like, I think that you find that there's a lot of women who have their shit together very young and mm. like really well, <laughs> yeah, and it, there's a lot of well, I mean, there's been, I mean, there's been, I mean, speaking of just you know. Like just journalistic, we're in that milieu. Yeah, like there's been thousands of articles written, I think now about millennial women versus men. Yeah. Honestly, it, it's it's almost a crisis, right? Like, yeah. It's like, like no, I. I no, it's I, I exactly. And there's I'm saying it's like, a crisis as far as men. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what they're what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I I. I I want them to get away from that mm-hmm. part. I'll just say. And also the the best friend is oh god, the most tragic part is Yeah. The best friend really um does not like him and but it is hard to watch because the best friend makes fun of him all mm-hmm. the time. The yeah. roommate slash best friend. And you can tell it's not helping. It's actually making it worse. Yeah. And it's like watching something get exacerbated just because she's being like, This guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. And like she then takes that in as like you're being too hard instead of like, I think it's a good lesson in as a friend, it is helpful to keep a very, um, it depends, but like come in when things are very messed up because like 
it's very, she's making fun yeah. of him for like his like everything he does and some of it's like that's actually fine for people to do it's just he's annoying but like then there's things that he does where it's like that is not okay it is not okay to be treated like that but i'm not sure the annie easton character gets that yeah because she's too busy being like no 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 i negate what you say because you just say but isn't that things. isn't that so realistic though that's kind of totally. how it happens you're not gonna go it's very hard to go to a friend and say that you don't approve of the person they're saying mm-hmm. it really is like i've tried to do it before <laughs> it's just like it's a it's a lot of like no, hey, can we, hey can we talk oh yeah what's going on uh let's get ice cream like it just like changes something <laughs> but i think what happens is uh if you are going to talk about it you you're not going to say let's sit down at the kitchen table and talk about it it's let me get let me fire some shots at this person mm-hmm. and like you said i think i don't think that helps it almost gets them gets you know your friend defensive right and, almost and just turns it to like oh them. you always are saying bad stuff about yeah, it and it's right. like you really got to save it for when it's like did that feel good when yeah. he made you leave out the back door, like, and jump over a fence to leave? Like, how'd that make you feel? Like, yeah. that's, I don't know, I think it's interesting. There's a point where he finds out that there's a fence there because he didn't know. <laughs> and I was like, if this show, if they're trying to show, make him, like, seem like he's growing because he's like, I didn't know. Like, I, that, I am worried. I'm going to say I liked the six, I really, I actually loved this, this yes. six episode run, but... We'll see how it goes from there. And the and her friend, back to her friend and, and roommate, right? The roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great. Um, I do think they can they they can give her more to do. Mm-hmm. I think that she's great, and part of what is great about her is we see that she's great. And so when she starts to get sort of, she gets taken for granted, of, granted by yeah, uh, A.D. Bryant by um, Annie Easton. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're supposed to kind of care about that you right know, and be like what the fuck is she yeah, doing exactly so you got a great works, friend but and i i do look i would actually love to watch i would love for it to turn into you know how like shows can slowly morph into like girls starts out where it's way 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 about lena lena dunham yep and then slowly it's like you know what? Actually, it's everyone's story. It's not just the main right. characters. It's like we've kind of moved on so that like we're just telling the stories of like people here. Yeah. Um It's like Grey's Anatomy. Exactly. Yeah. Um it's like TV. It's like Orange but is I the just New Black. Hope, I just hope that that's <laughs> No, you're right. It's all TV. <laughs> you're right. Um I just hope that at some point we end up with a show where it's like 50% her. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like let's go to her job. <clears throat> um what was the final thing? Um, final thing. Oh, I just what well, <clears throat> there was a part that I that really jumped out for, to me, but um, it's just quickly. <clears throat> there's a part where where her mom is supposed to be sort of overbearing, mm-hmm. and um, I really liked what they did with her storyline. She's overbearing. Her dad is uh, has some health issues. Does he have cancer? He does. And so her mom has to take care of him, and we see that. Um, her relationship with her mom, uh, our A.D. Bryant's relationship with her mom, is, is sort of is sort of fraught with you know her not thinking she's been she's good enough, and her mom not being as maybe affectionate as maybe she could mm-hmm. be, and all this. But it does and, come and trying to change elements, right. of Like trying to help, her, like right. being like, oh, I've been let's let's do this diet well, meal right. together, right? Oh, God. but it does. It comes to a head across two different two back to back episodes where. You know, at some point she tries to call out her mom in front of her dad. And her dad's like, enough of this. Like, mm-hmm. she does everything. And I don't know. I just thought that it really worked. And it was a point in the 
show that they did very well because she was going through a lot that day. Our our hero, Eddie mm-hmm. Bryant, Annie, Annie Easton. Um, and then this was like, she thought this was an easy win for her. Like, my dad will take my side because it's always us versus our mom. We sneak around and do stuff. Yeah, but we got she bad food. She was, yeah. At this point, she was crossing a line. And he had to kind of call her out on it because he couldn't let her say that stuff mm-hmm. to her mom and all this person that has taken care of him yeah. like all every day and all this stuff. And you could see her be like not understand it and it's sort of like be the final sort of blow or like in a that really, terrible in day. That, yeah. But and this is a spoiler, too. So if you want to skip this part. Yeah. The next day, um, they come up with an idea. She has to she has to find a bathroom for her friend. Because he has to go to the bathroom, which I loved that little sort of reason. (laughs) And she's like, well, right near my parents' place, it doesn't matter. We just got into a huge fight that was, you know, really horrible for all of us. Anyway, she she walks in there and her mom's just lying down on the ground, on the floor in like the living room. Eating chips. Eating chips. And she's just like, I'm just taking a moment. I just thought it was the sweetest thing. And then she lies down next to her and they sort of like, they kind of make up in a way. Apparently. They want to drop a D. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, oh, my stomach's really bad. But he's like really cool about it. He's like, I'm going to go use the bathroom. And he's like, if I wasn't that, I'd be like, your mom's here. Um, is there a bathroom? <laughs> in the attic? two floors down in a basement? <laughs> Do you have a dungeon bathroom I can use? Where like I'm enough, like I'm a football field away from this whole situation. And he's just like, oh, it's right down the hall. I'll be right in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have your fun here. I will say, I didn't think structurally based off the outside of the house that it made sense that the bathroom would have been there. Oh, I didn't even pay attention to that. No, because he was like, oh, this way? And I was like, wait, that, the house was a front, it was a flat front? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it out in the lawn? <laughs> Sorry. But um, I like, I, so I, I just like, I really dug that whole one two of the, of the show and I thought it was I really have a soft spot in my heart for like just like these moms out there and I think it's mostly moms that are like they constantly have to take care of all the minutiae and all the small things of across like the family's life and in doing so sometimes maybe they can get a little sort of like possibly over Bearing a little bit. Overbearing, but like, cause they, cause they need to get this stuff done and they're, they're mm-hmm. looking out for the, it's almost like they're, they're, they're removed. They're no longer a mother. They're more of like a manager and they're like, you need to do this. Oh, um, you're a lot, you're a little out of shape. Here's a diet book. It'll be good for you. And like, there's no, like, there's no like sensitivity there. Right. You know, like, oh, this is my daughter and maybe she's happy and maybe right. I should ask her what she wants. You know, like, it's, no, no, no like, yeah. I know what's best for you. Like, this will make you happy. Do yeah. that. Like, stuff like that. And I, I, it, I, I really liked it. it yeah. And, and I also, I really appreciated how the father went full on yeah. to the mother's aid. I think yeah. that's like, it's a very um, realistic interpretation of how I honestly, how I kind of think like a healthy dynamic is when like, it's like, it's all fun and games up until the point where it's like, clearly this woman has been doing everything for this family. And he even says, he was like, I don't think you understand how much your mother does for you, for us. Like, you know what I mean? And I think it is, it's so clear. It's like, she is doing, not only has she like raised her and like but like i think it's clear that the father you know he's in cancer treatment right now and needs a ton of assistance but like god have i been there and being like oh you know that place is kind of cold you might need a sweater like i've been there i don't like that version of me but i'm i know it's a part of me and so it's like 
make sure you have all your layers. <laughs> and I like and I like how it built up because he was like, "No, you need to stop, please." Yeah, stop. And then stop. it's like, and then he, oh, okay, yeah, then, yeah. Um, yes, he did have the levels, which was a nice. One, one quick thing. Yeah, Annie ends up hooking up up with her roommate's brother uh, during like one of the off periods or on and off period with that dumbass, yeah. and who is really attractive. And awesome. clearly his leg Obviously for a lives far, like far away, but who cares? <laughs> and then she feels guilty about it. And then it's like, oh, I did something equally bad when they were in an no, off period. No, I know. And that's, oh, God, yeah, it was so frustrating. That was really frustrating. I just remembered that. And I say, yes, travel to wherever he is and be with him. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that show. Let's do it. I know. Shrill part two, let's yeah. go. <laughs> it was really frustrating to see, like, it It just, it made no sense why she would go back to this other guy when it's like, this guy who you have a great, like, talking relationship yep. with, seems like a great physical relationship, yep. and he is like, he is a known good person. Right. Like, he is known in the system. You've yes. been friends with yep. him. Like, he's... Shared history. Right. Oh, man. Clearly I, has been nice to you for a long time yeah. and liked you the whole time. God, that was so painful. That is, yeah, that... Because it was You know like, what? The show wasn't good. <laughs> now that I think about it, sorry. No. Um, so, our connection to Perry Gilpin, which we, we always remember and yeah, have never we, forgotten. We've never forgotten. Not, well, not one episode, no. Kendra. Um, go back and try and find an episode where we've forgotten. <laughs> try. Well, you've one out of every two, so you probably have a good... So, um, so our, um, our uh, mother of the show, Julia <laughs> Sweeney, um, also former SNL cast member, by the Ooh, way. Oh, love that. Um, was on Frasier. Mm. Yeah. And uh, she wasn't just a voice role at the end. No, she played uh, Roz's friend. <gasps> yeah. And you know who's who plays that? Roz? Perry. Perry. <laughs> well, speaking of Perry, by the way. Yeah. We're not starting the show over, sorry no. to say it. Uh, our, our phone number. Yes, if it, you want to give us a call and yes. let us know something to do, it's 410-914-7374. And of course, 7374. Also Perry. It means Perry and only Perry. Perry with an I. And yes, so Perry with an I. 410-914-PERRY. P-E-R-I. Do we have to say this? <laughs> okay. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you haven't, leave us a review. We'd yep. really deeply appreciate it. We read all of them, and we uh, mutter to ourselves in, in polite uh, discord. If you DM our Instagram uh, account, I will respond, and maybe we can get together. And also, sometimes both Ken and I will respond at the same time, and it's very confusing. Yes. And that's he tried to communicate with me as the same part of the conversation. I thought it was funny, and then there was no response, and I realized I really I, I, I crossed the line there. <laughs> well, that, no, it's... I don't get notifications for messages my account sends. But I thought you were in it right there. You had just responded. Did you not see no, what I said? No, I closed it. I moved on. I need answers, Kendra. <laughs> notifications. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye.